Alright guys, our next guest was in attendance last night, UFC 261, where Kamara Usman knocked out Jorge Masvidal to retain the UFC welterweight title, and now all roads point to a rematch with this man, none other than Colby Chaos Covington, who's kind enough to join us here today, decked out in more bang energy bling than I've ever seen in my life, look at the diamonds, Colby, welcome back man, how are you? It's a pleasure to speak to my boys down under, but let's first start this you know, interview with a moment of silence. Guys, one second. That was Jorge Masvidal's career. His 10 seconds of fame are up. So I just wanted to give him, you know, a moment of silence since he's my best pal, you know, and pay my respects to him. You know, it's too bad. Another fallen comrade. I feel like we have to do these all too often. I have to say, man, um, last night, uh, the fights over the weekend were pretty electric, but it's also pretty electric seeing you in the tendons with the crowd. Uh, break it down for us. What was it like being there in person in front of a crowd and being able to experience some of the energy and some of the electricity of the night? Man, it, it was incredible. It, you know, it was it was everything I dreamed of, you know, back to normalcy in our lives, you know, just amazing. 16,000 electric fans on their feet. You know, you could feel the energy in the building. It just, it made you want to go run a marathon afterwards. Everybody was pumped up, you know, to get back to normalcy. They didn't care about the fight because obviously no one cares about Marty Fake Newsman or Street Judas Mospital. So it was just, it was incredible, man. I'm just, I'm fortunate that we have a great, you know, leader of, of the UFC and Dana White who, you know, is bringing some normalcy back to our lives. If anything, Joe Biden should should be thanking the UFC. He should be thanking Dana White and, you know, giving people a chance to experience real life again. So it was incredible. I'm glad that this scamdemic's coming to an end. And, and we have a great governor here in Florida, Ronnie D, man. Ron DeSantis. He's the biggest and toughest governor of all the 50 states in America. So thank you, Ron DeSantis. Thank you, Jacksonville. And thanks to all the fans for making a special night. Sorry, Cass, to jump in, but I was going to mention there were a lot of people in attendance as well. You had uh, Nick Diaz was in the house. You had Jake Paul fighting Daniel Cormier in the crowd. Um, did you mix in with any of these guys? I, I thought uh, Colby Covington might be getting over to Nick Diaz or Jake Paul himself and having a few words with the guys. Oh, those those guys know they don't want to fight me, especially Jake Paul. He's only looking to fight washed up, you know, past their time fighters, guys that don't know how to throw a punches so he's not going to try and start a scuffle with me because he knows how that ends i will literally smack the pubes off his chin and he knows that so you know little junior he he pipes down love it um okay so it was an amazing night it was a, a lot of uh, a lot of knockouts but <clears throat> none more emphatic than uh, obviously the main event i uh, gotta get your reaction man what was your reaction to seeing kamaru usman beat jorge masvidal for the second time around uh, especially in such spectacular fashion, especially, you know, up close and personal for yourself? To answer that question, but going back to the question you were saying about Nick Diaz being in attendance, you know, someone was asking me about that the other day, and I was just like, yeah, you know, he's in attendance, but does that mean he's going to fight? No, Tom Brady was in attendance, Mike Evans was in attendance, you know, and Well was in, in attendance, and all these other big names, Cuba Good and Jenner, they were in attendance, but does that mean they're going to be Locking off Diaz being in attendance, big deal, you know. I'm not going to believe that he wants to fight until he gets locked in a cage again. So everybody knows he's come back from a cash grab. He's washed up. So I don't even know why we're still talking about that guy anymore. And going on to Marty Fake Newsman versus Street Judas, I mean, what do we expect? Street Judas has got, what, 20 losses on his heart? 
on his record. I mean, the guy's a joke. I mean, I got to give a big thank you, though, to, to the Judas, you know, that fragile guy. Because, you know, in the, in the intro of, before the fight, he was throwing up the 5-0-3. So, you know, I got to thank him for giving a shout-out to Portland, Oregon. You know, of course, he, you know, he's still shouting out his boy. But that's a real generous guy, you know. No chin, you know, fragile guy. But he's got a big heart. Yeah, I was going to ask, uh, Colby, what did you think of the knockout itself? Did you think that Usman had uh, such knockout power and the ability to finish uh, Jorge like that? Is is you know, he knocked out before by a little, a little bantamweight, you know, Karina Dam's little brother. So it's not like it was the first time he's been knocked out. And, you know, as far as him, you know, Marty Fake News been getting the knockout, of course. You know, it's not surprising. He, he, there's a reason he handpicked that fight. There's a reason he fought that guy back-to-back. The guy's washed up. What is that? What was that? Like something like 20 losses on the Judas's record. So, you know, the Judas, he's got no heart. He doesn't like to train. He's over at that shitty gym of his, you know, whatever they call it, the ATT and T or something like that. And, uh, you know, he's got his little cheerleaders in his corner with the pom-poms. You know, they don't believe in him. They know he doesn't work hard. They know he's lazy. They knew he had no business being in there on the biggest stage in the world. And Marty knew that. He exposed that. You know, he showed that. That guy's not a well-rounded fighter, you know. He was scared of the takedowns. He's scared of the takedowns, so he's defending the, trying to defend the takedowns with his hands down, and you can't fight that guy like that, you know. You got to fight him straight up and come forward and come at him, you know. So, you know, it wasn't anything special, anything, you know, what, what's Marty Fake News' excuse to not fight me now? I mean, there's no one else. It's me. I'm the only one that pushed you before and took rounds off you, multiple rounds. I should have won the fight, you know, if you didn't fake nut shots and fake eye pokes and have that fake stoppage when I protested it right away. So what's his excuse now, guys? Is he going to make up, oh, I got an injury, I got this. He says he wants to hang out with his daughter, you know. What's he going to say now? Hmm. Is it safe to say, because I know a lot of people are looking at Kamar Usman and saying, man, this guy's made so many improvements. Look at the knockout power now. Look at his striking. Is it safe to say that despite the finish, despite the way the fight played out, you're not, you're not really impressed? No way I'm impressed by that. Did you guys not see how gassed he was at the end of the first round? I mean, Marty Juiceman, you know, he's the CEO of EPO. So I didn't see anything special. If anything, he needs to find a, a new chemist, a new scientist to get him some new formulated drugs because he looked like shit. He was gassed in the, in the end of that first round. He was done. He's fighting me in there. He doesn't last three rounds fighting like that. So unless he shows me some serious improvements – I'm going to enjoy beating Marty Fake News, man, because everybody's hyping him up to be this go, to be this great fighter, undefeated, this and that. He's unbeatable. It's just going to make it that much sweeter when I smash him in the ground and end him. Did you speak to Dana White at all after the fights? Did you get a chance to speak about this fight being next? Yeah, we, we spoke a little bit backstage. You know, he said this is the fight that's going to happen next. This is what the fans want. This is what the UFC wants. So, of course, you know, Marty's going to, look to go to his little rap manager, Ali, and they're going to find every excuse in the book to fight someone else, you know? They want to fight a little lightweight wash-up. They want to fight another lightweight. They don't want to fight a real welterweight like me, a guy who pushed him, and, and they know I'm capable of beating them. So, you know, what's their excuse going to be? This is Dana wants it, the UFC wants it, the fans. It's me and Marty Fake Newsman, round two. We got unfinished business. Yeah, I was going to ask you about that because Dana obviously has said a million times that you're next for Usman. Uh, but when Usman was asked about you, he sounded a little bit lukewarm. He said he'll take anybody, but he said these guys need to show me something. Uh, they, in a way that it's as if uh, he, he he wants somebody to impress him. How do you take those comments? 
I take those comments as I see fear already. You know, I, I he was already talking about walking away, retiring. Of course, he's talking about those these things when he knows I'm next. He's not the matchmaker. He doesn't decide who's next. I'm the number one welterweight in the world. Go look at the rankings. You know, I'm I'm undeniable, and soon I'm going to be undefeatable when I get back in there. So, you know, the thing is, is he can make up any excuse he wants. People need to impress me. It doesn't matter, kid. I'm number one in the world, Junior. You're going to fight me like the UFC and Dana want and the people want. Or you're going to fight nobody. You're going to just go and I'll figure it doesn't matter. Just to clarify, I know it may seem almost crazy to even ask, but I, I imagine in your mind, there's no way you would take another fight before fighting Usman, right? This is the one that feels right to you. It, it almost seems like Dana White's kind of, you know, he's got his plan and Usman, I don't know, he might he might have a different plan in this situation. Oh, you know, I'm a money fighter. I'm a prize fighter, but I'm the number one fighter in the world. I want to fight the biggest fight. This is the only fight there is to make. I mean, there's there's so many people that want to see this fight, you know. I mean, you got one of the most powerful people in the world that wants to see this fight, you know, and Donald Trump. You got, you know, my good friend Candace Owens, you know, my good friend Little Wayne, you know, my I have, you know, my good friend Eddie Gallagher, you know, a war hero. You know, there's so many people, all the troops. I'm doing this for the troops, for the first responders, for America. America want a champion again they want a ufc champion i'm the guy to do it and they know that so they want to send me into the battlefield and this needs to be done i'm going to make america great again i'm going to make the ufc great again by taking marty fake newsman's scalp there are some people out there colby that are sort of theorizing that maybe usman's trying to wait to see if nate diaz could beat leon edwards do you feel like that's the case he's sort of not committing to anything possibly hoping that nate might get that win You know, he's going to be hoping for probably about a year. He's going to be sitting around hoping that someone presents themselves that he can jump at the easy cash grab again. I mean, look at the last two fights he just got with the journeyman street to his hospital. The guy's got double-digit losses. He's a bum. You know, he's a fragile dude. He has no chin. Everybody already knew that in the, in the lead-up to the fight. The guy's a nobody. He had 10 seconds of fame. What's his record in the last couple of fights? He's a, barely a 50-50 fighter. So, of course, he's looking for that easy fight. And the fight he had before that with his former teammate, another wash-up from 155. You know, of course he's going to fight some little washed-up 55-pound bum that he knows he's going to beat. Why does he want to fight me? I mean, I think there's a pretty clear reason why he doesn't want to fight me. He knows I'm going to destroy him. He knows he got me on his best night and my worst night. You know, I got poisoned by the PI with my food, you know, before the fight. You know, I got a shitty ref, Mark Goddard, who, you know, anti-Brexit, hates Trump, hates Republicans, you know. And he's calling fake nut shots when I kick him in the liver. That, that would have changed the mo that changed the whole momentum of the fight. He was finished. He was crushed, ready to quit and tap tap to Daddy Covington. So you know this fight needs to be run back, man. There was too much controversy, and the fans, Dana White and the UFC, they know that there was a lot of controversy that first go round. Why doesn't he want to end the controversy? If that if I would have won and been on the opposite side of of how Marty beat me, I'd want to run that back right away. I want to leave no doubt that I'm the best fighter in the world, and then. That will solidify my GOAT status. But he doesn't want to do that. Why does he not want to do that? He wants to cherry pick easy fights. He's done. His knees are shot. He's already talking about one foot in, one foot out. I promise you, I get in there with Marty Fake Newsman. He'll never be the same again. And I guarantee I will finish him inside five rounds. What was the, what was the PI thing with the food that happened? You, you, you had poisoning or something? Yeah, they, they sent me some chicken like two days before the weigh-in, like, you know, and, and they sent it by Uber from the UFC PI to the Trump Hotel. I was staying in the penthouse suite that, you know, the Trump so graciously 
hooked me up with. Thank you. Thank shout out to those guys. Thank you for taking care of me and giving me a great stay at the Trump Hotel. But they sent some chicken through the Uber Eats or through the Uber driver to deliver to the Trump Hotel. But the UFC PI, that's on like the other side of Vegas. And then you got here the 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 Trump Hotel who's at the end of the strip. So from the time the Uber got all the way to the Trump Hotel, obviously the, the chicken was gonna be spoiled. That was probably a 30 or 40 minute ride in, in the in the Las Vegas heat. So of course it was gonna be spoiled, but I didn't really think about it because my mind was going so many different ways when, with interviews, media, getting ready for weight, cutting, cutting uh, weight, getting ready for a fight. So I didn't really think about it, but now putting two and two together afterwards, I already know what the reason was for it, but that's never gonna happen again, guys. You know, I'm gonna be cooking my own food on the spot. I'm very, you know, religious with the way I prepare my foods and the, and the food that I put in my body and everything that I put in my body. So. There's a reason that we raw America steel and twist the sex appeal. <laughs> Let me ask you, based on sort of the last few fights with with Usman, you know, people keep talking about you know the improvements he's making. How do you how do you beat a guy like that? And in your mind, has there was there anything that you learned last night that you can sort of take into the rematch? Yeah, I learned a lot. You know, I, I just you know he was getting low kicked a lot. You know, he wasn't able to stop the low kicks. He's got those little legs. You know the. You know, I just, I know his body's weak. You know, I, I know if I put the pressure and the pace on him, he's, he's going to quit. Look at the first fight. It's a complete joke. Fake eye poke. You know, I barely touched the left eye and he's holding the right eye. Like, dude, like you think that that's not going to come up on camera, man? You're the worst actor in the world. I mean, the nut shot, you know, I kicked him clearly in the liver. It was above the belt line. Took another five minute break. Getting five, 10, 15 minute break, changing my momentum in the fight. I mean, that changes the outcome. That changes everything. So I just know if I put my pace on, he can't keep up with my pace, man. It's, you know, I got American Dragon energy. And, you know, there's just, I'm fueled by the troops. I'm fueled by all the first responders, all our law enforcement out there. And there's just no one alive that can stop me right now. And I just, you know, I, I know I'm going to be the champion, but it's just a matter of, it's not a matter of if, it's a matter of when. When when's this, when's this coward going to step up and give the people, give the UFC, give the fans what they want? Don't forget, fueled by Bang Energy as well. Bang Energy, send the check. But also, I was going to ask, time frame wise, when, when do you think this fight realistically uh, could happen? When are you looking at? Yeah, you know, looking on the calendar, that their their pay-per-views are pretty much booked up through July, so it makes sense to go in August, you know? There's no reason that this fight shouldn't be on the plate given right away, you know? It's not like Marty took any damage in the fight. He just fought this journeyman. He didn't take no punches. He took him down, softened him up, got him gassed out, and knocked him out, you know, when he was completely dead tired. So he didn't take any damage, man. There's no reason that this fight should be dragged out or, or later in the year than it needs to be. So let's get this going on the first pay-per-view in August, and... You know, let's do it in Vegas. Let's do it back in Florida. It makes sense to come back to Florida. We could do it in Miami, American Airlines Arena, maybe Orlando, maybe Tampa, maybe, you know, uh, Jacksonville. Again, there's a lot of spots for it. But, you know, Ron DeSantis, our governor of Florida, is doing a great job. And I want to come back and give him a show and, and for all the things he's doing for the UFC and Dana White. Yeah, the crowd would be absolutely electric. I was going to say, the other guy that's uh, targeting your division and Kamara Usman is Conor McGregor. He tweeted out today that he likes 170 and it's his soon. He says that he's a block at 170 and give him till the end of the year at 155 and he'll get the strap and go up again. And he also spoke about how Usman copied some of his shots yesterday. What's your reaction to Conor McGregor saying that he's going to come after that welterweight belt uh, as early as the start of the year? Because, I mean, potentially, um, if you do beat Kamara Usman in this rematch, you'd be the one who's uh, fighting him. Yeah, I think it's laughable. It's comical. I mean, you just got sparked by Dustin Sorier. 
Go ask Dustin Soria about the times we used to train together. This guy, he used to cry. He'd leave the gym crying. He'd tell his coach, Mike Brown, oh, man, Kobe's so tough. I can't stop him. Why is he so good? Why, why is he just his pace too much and I quit like a little bitch? So you just got sparked by Dustin Soria. So sit the fuck down, Conor Man McGregor. You couldn't even knock that old man off the stool. How are you going to knock off greatness in the greatest welterweight of all time? So, you know, I just, I think it's funny. You know, he's just trying to put his name in the hat. Keep, you know, keep some hype out there. Like, he's actually a winnable fighter. Dude, the guy has nothing left, man. You made all your money. You're cashed out. You're not hungry. We get it, guy. Just go away. Fade off into the drift this, man. Leave this to the guys that are still hungry and motivated. I want to get your thoughts on Jorge Mazadal in just a second. But before I do, a lot of people are starting to compare Kamara Usman's run to the greatest welterweight of all time in George St. Pierre. And I'm just wondering, what do you think of uh, people starting to make these comparisons and uh, sort of trying to put the two uh, back back to each other, I suppose, comparing their legacies and runs? I just think it's going to make it that much sweeter, and it's just going to define my greatness. No one's going to have any excuses. No, oh, this guy was old. Oh, this guy's coming off the Oh, this guy this. You know, they always try and downplay every person that I beat in my career at every turn. So it's just going to be funny. It's just going to make it that much sweeter and that much bigger out there and starch Marty fake newsman. But, you know, yeah, he's had a, he's had a decent run in the UFC. He's done well for himself. You know, I hope that it gets to his head. I starch him. He's not going to be that same person ever again. He's really going to need psychological help after I'm done with him. Hmm. Let, let me ask you, because of the history that you and Masvidal shared um, and all the back and forth, I'm just wondering if, you know, seeing the way the fight played out, seeing the way that that knockout happened, was that, you know, any extra satisfying for you watching it there last night? Uh, it, it was what I expected, you know. It was pretty funny to see, you know, he was shouting at me. You know, giving me some love. 503, my, my Oregon brother, you know. But just all the talk that he's trying to talk himself up into being this baptizer and, and and talking about people being fragile. Look how fragile that guy is, dude. I've never been knocked unconscious like that, motionless in the octagon. So, you know, it was it was, it was was funny to see that him motionless in the octagon last night. Just all that hype, all that talk that he tried to build him up and like he was some badass. Dude, you got 28 losses on your record. Sit the fuck down, Junior. I know that it was pretty recent that uh, you and Jorge doing Ultimate Fighter or fighting against each other was sort of all the talk. You know, after the last couple of fights and obviously the way this fight played out, what, what does that mean now for, for you and Jorge and, and, you know, your future paths crossing? They'll never pass. They'll never cross. I'm going to be the champion when I beat Marty Fake Newsman in a couple months and you know, why would I Why would I fight a journeyman, a guy who was on two straight losses, you know, just got knocked out unconscious on the biggest stage. So the guy, the guy's fragile, man. I, you know, his, he's got no chin, man. It, to be honest, what I make of it is no commission would approve me fighting him, man. That would be suicide, man. Look what Marty just did to him. Imagine what I would do to him. I'll tell you what, Colby. Uh, when it comes to big fights and predictions, before we let you go, we got to get... Your prediction against Kamara Usman. But before we do, if you put money down, there's a there's a friend both of us have in my bookie. And uh, what's that promo code again, uh, Colby? Is it a code word submission for up to $1,000 bonus <laughs> <laughs> on your first deposit? Was that the code? Or? I'm not sure what I it know. was. Nah, I know you guys are fucking <laughs> with me. Now nah, you guys are trying to troll. Your troll game's getting good. I like that. Everybody knows the, the private code, the special code, the winning code. Is Colby 
over at mybookie.ag. We're giving out the best lines there is all year. We're trying to make everybody's bank bank accounts great again, stimulating the economy. So come on over to mybookie.ag. Use promo code Colby. But you know, I don't discriminate. If you want to use submissions code, that's cool too. <laughs> just just get your bets in at mybookie.ag. <laughs> What is, what is the prediction, though, man? A lot of people want to know. Give it to us here first. Your prediction, Colby Covington, Kamara Usman, two hopefully going down in August. Knockout inside three rounds. He, you know, that first round, the, the, the pace that I saw, and, and I seen him very tired in that first round, he won't make it three rounds with me this time. I, I'm just too well-rounded. I've evolved too much. I, my coach is over at Colby Covington Incorporated MMA you know, Cesar Carnero, man, we work so hard in our kickboxing and our timing. My timing is just in, in reflexes and hand-eye and everything together is just completely different than it was a year and a half ago last time I fought Marty. So, you know, my coach, Daniel Valverde, we've worked so hard in our takedown sweeps, trips, the judo he's shown me because he's a black belt in judo and jiu-jitsu. And the new jiu-jitsu, my finishing skills are on a whole nother level, man. I'm a, I'm a five-stripe black belt, you know. I'm just, I'm unstoppable in the gym. I'm unstoppable in the ring. And, you know, with my new coaches, you know, I have all that drama of that old gym, you know, holding me back, you know, people screaming at me, Dustin Sorier, you know, and, and George Masvidal, you know, these 40-year-old grown men going and crying to Dan Lambert, this this 60-year-old billionaire, oh, where, where, Kobe this, man, so he had to kick me out, you know, and I want to correct this story, I was never kicked, yeah, I was kicked out, but I was invited back. I decided not to go back because I was not in a good situation there. I knew my training was being affected, but now I'm in a good situation. I'm at the best gym I've ever been at in my life. I had the best coaching I've ever got in my life, and I've been, you know, training since I was a little kid, five, six years old, you know, chasing these world championship goals. So I'm just thankful I have great coaches. You know, Jonathan Lopez, my strength and conditioning coach, our strength and conditioning is on a whole nother level. You know, there's a reason they call me the cardio king, but it's a whole new another level, and you know, my kickboxing, my whole game together, guys. I'm telling you, Colby Chaos 2.0 is coming soon. I will finish Marty Fake News been inside three rounds. Well, between the way that you guys have both leveled up, very excited to see this rematch. And uh, I think it is the, the fight that everybody wants to see. Follow the man at Colby Cub MMA on social media. Give the man a follow. Always great content. And uh, always appreciate you jumping on and chatting with us, Colby. Uh, best of luck, man. And hopefully in August, we get to see the, re the, the rematch with fans. I appreciate the time, guys. I, I hope when the rematch with fans, guys will be front row to, to, to see and everything that I'm telling you is the truth, man. I, I speak facts. There's a reason they call me the ultimate fact champion, and I'm going to prove all this right soon in August.